On Purpose Media is a digital marketing agency surfacing the home services industry with a flair for HVAC businesses. The right combination of digital marketing makes all the difference. Take your business to the next level. Check out onpurposemedia.ca today. Welcome to Power Women of the Trades podcast. This show is all about breaking barriers and changing the game. Our guests will feature some of today's most successful female entrepreneurs and other advocates of our industry as well. Because if there's one thing we know for sure, female-led entrepreneurship drives change on multiple levels. We want to empower women in the trade industry like you so you can maximize your potential, stay balanced, achieve long-term success, and claim ownership over your life. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Leslie and Cassie here with Power Women of the Trades podcast. And we're so excited about our next guest, Lydia Brewster out of East Tennessee. I'm so excited to just talk about East Tennessee because, because I feel like it's in every country. Song. Okay, so we were, I was going to try to sing that part of the Kenny Chesney song because we were just talking about that. But in Knoxville, Tennessee, something I don't remember. No, he says East Tennessee, man, I'm coming home, right? Yeah. It's like one of his oldies. I'm such a Kenny Chesney fan too. So it's funny that I can't like spot. Like grew up on it. I'm in like 30 minutes into this episode. I'm going to sing the song randomly because I'll remember it. Now it's playing in my head. <laughs> Perfect. So Lydia, we're like she said, so excited to have you on the show. And can you tell us a little about yourself? Yeah, of course. I work at AquaClear. So my dad started 18 years ago. So just growing up in the trades and we do water treatment. So just growing up in the environment, I always worked every summer. So he instilled a lot of work ethic, just, you know, working for the family business. And then I went to college. I went to the University of Tennessee, got a major in supply chain. Oh. Um, then I worked for Jamie Hunt Transportation for a year. And then they offered me a promotion and dad was like, I'll match it to come back. Oh, so snap. both my brothers were killing it in the industry. And I was like, no, you can't have so much success without me. So right. I'm coming back. That's awesome. So that's kind of my story, but East Tennessee is definitely home. Uh, so it's good to be back. But I worked great. in the transportation industry for a little bit myself in human resources. Oh. That will prepare you for a lot of things in the trades. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll it, make you. It'll make you thankful for the trades. Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of good skills. talking to drivers, and I used to have to do their drug test, their drug screening, oh. which was a whole thing. Oh yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah. So I did not know we, we had. We do that out. too, though. Here we we're drug certified. Do you do your drug testing in-house? Yeah, no. Uh, no. Oh, yeah. See, that was the thing. I had to do it in-house. And I would take their PTSD. I didn't know that was going to bring up such PTSD for me. I'm just kidding. Okay, wait. I want to know, you said your brother, so you have two brothers. Are there, is that your only siblings? Yeah. So I have an older and younger brother. So older brothers always had a passion for the water treatment industry. He has such a like health conscious like outlook on life. And he's always like into growing him and dad have literally been going to sales demos since he was born. So he's literally like super entwined in AquaClear and he's brilliant and amazing. He's actually created his own software company too called Is My Customer Moving? So he's super cool. And like, how do you get leads from like your already database? And then if they move, what's your retention rate with your clients? And he's just always inventing and creating stuff. He's the one who found Service Titan for us and then helped onboard it. And he's just built so many great processes that we continue to win from. So he's amazing. And then he's been working full time, like since he quit, I like high school football and then college, he worked part time and then came back full time. So he's mainly sales and then like digital marketing kind of thing. 
And then the younger brother does sales. So he's amazing. Such a great salesman. The way he talks to people, the way he educates people, he's always learning, growing, researching. So we always, you know, in our family group message, we're sending each other water contaminant articles and different studies. So we're such nerds, but, and he's just like incredible. 80% close rate, high ticket items. The industry average is 30. So I mean, what really sticks out to me in this conversation is all the nice things you're saying about about your your family. family. I'm thinking about my family group chat and it is definitely not anything like that. I was like, she really gets along with her brothers. I I do not. I love it. It's funny. That's awesome. I mean, they're they're hungry. They go after it and they definitely have skills that they utilize. Yeah, that's awesome. What I think is really interesting about your company is that you guys are only water filtration. You don't see yeah. that a lot. Most of the right. times it's plumbing that also dabbles in water right, filtration. Which is what we do. And so yeah. I'd love to hear like how you guys... Just how it came about. How that came about that. because I feel like, and I don't want to drop other companies, I feel like we always get hit with, we can't sell that because we can't compete against this one. All again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to drop things, but yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean? So I, how do you operate a very great business of just water filtration only? And why, why just that? Yeah, I would say, so my dad, you know, growing up, we were pretty poor. He went to seminary. My mom was a dietitian. And so he just needed a job. So someone at church actually introduced him to be water treatment sales. So he was like, Hey, come sell water softeners with me. Um, it was a Culligan dealer mm-hmm. um, who actually is now our general manager and he just retired. So it all comes full circle. But so he hired my dad on to do sales. And my dad was like, Oh my gosh, this stuff is so cool. And he just got super into it. It got amazing at sales. Then he worked for like a hack company or a hay company. And then he was like, I hate competing with Connecticut. So we picked that as our main manufacturer and we moved to Tennessee to, you know, not compete, like do the non-compete thing. So he started his own company in his hometown. So he came back home and he picked Connecticut because those were like the best high quality products. And so he really enjoyed like their business model and the way the manufacturer operates and stuff. And he was never a technician or he's mechanical. He worked construction. They worked a bunch of odd jobs, but he just loves sales. He's more of like a sales guy and help and improving lives. And there's so much to do in water quality. That's kind of hard when you stretch yourself thin. Obviously, anyone who's listening to this who does plumbing and water mm-hmm. treatment, water softeners on the side, you're like, I hate those calls. I do not want to work on a water softener. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. And so we just saw those, you know, those clients falling through the cracks or they got a water right. softener, but then you couldn't treat their sulfur issue because mm-hmm. you don't want to go right. look at that weird, intense thing. So that's kind of where our mindset was with that is if we're hyper-focused and we're niche, then we can really fill the gap that's needed in the industry. And we work, we partner with a lot of plumbers. We're like, hey, we'll send you a referral and you get your base amount of money per referral. And then you don't have to deal with the headaches, the service calls, anything like that. So the plumbers have been really happy not having to deal with all that stuff on their plate. So I have two questions. Well, maybe not two questions. So did your dad ever go into ministry? No, no. He, it wasn't God's calling. Right. So this is our, this is our ministry. Okay. No, I love that. I love my, that. You said he was in seminary and then in that, yeah. I just went there. My dad, before I was born, my dad was in ministry. So that's love something that. always like I think of when other people say that. Okay. So as far as yeah. you're talking about water treatment and it being like very niche, and that's so true because it's a forever fix for your home, right? It's vital to your home. And it, and it can be different depending on where in the city that they live, whether they're on well, whether they're on city water and all mm-hmm. of that. It's really, it's like taking the, it's a vital part of your home, mm-hmm. you know, water treatment is. 
Yeah. And your health. Yes. Beyond. So I like to think of the health of the home. Mm-hmm. So you have your appliances, you have your plumbing, you have uh, your fixtures, you have everything that your water's touching. So, so many things in your home touch your water. Skin. I had a client who was replacing a dishwasher every three years. Mm-hmm. Who can afford to do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So protection, insurance, extra insurance on your home. And then not to mention the health benefits past that. You don't have dry, itchy skin. If I get my hair dyed mm-hmm. blonde, it lasts for a year. I don't have chlorine drying it out. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do deep conditioning stuff. I have health benefits in drinking water. Our drinking water systems, reverse osmosis, filters it 10,000 times more pure than tap water. Wow. So the amount of contaminants that are in drinking water, I mean, we talk about the pharmaceuticals that are affecting like men these days and females and the different PFOS and PFOA forever chemicals that are getting in your skin and the microplastics that they're testing and over like, I think it's like 80% of people that they've tested show up for microplastics. So it's just some really scary stuff out there that we don't know what it is. Um, Water is a soluble. So it's changing as we add different things. As population increases, we add new products, we add new manufacturing techniques. Those new contaminants are going into the ground and there's no new water on the earth. Okay. Water is just recycled. Right. Mm-hmm. So water is a soluble. It's grabbing everything around it. And then we got to be adaptable to meet those needs as the industry continues to change. I'm just so, so intrigued. So I like, could go down so many rabbit holes right now <laughs> and talk about how we're slowly being poisoned, but I mm-hmm. will. I know. Well, we could probably just not go down that rabbit hole because everyone already knows. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So tell <laughs> me. Well, we haven't what got are, to address it here yeah, yet. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> What are, okay, I'm just intrigued by this because yeah, you're about, no, you are about, you're building a house and, and what's I'm, crazy I'm, about you is you're not on well water. Mm-mm. You're, you have real water. Uh-huh. So what are your mm-hmm. like top three? I come from a retail background. So I always say top three SKUs. What are your top three items that you sell? Like as yeah, so your company? water. Yeah. Yeah. So one that I would suggest for you since you're on city water. So it'd obviously be different between city and well. So city water, the municipalities do a good job. They treat water with chlorine. Mm -hmm. So what is chlorine's job to do? It's to kill. Uh So it doesn't differentiate between good and bad bacteria. So we really want chlorine in our pipes on the way to our house. That's amazing. That's our goal. Clean everything out. Those old piping, disgusting stuff. But once chlorine comes into your home, you no longer need it. You no longer want it. You don't want that sulfide gas. You don't want that sulfur gas. You don't want that chlorine gas in your shower, whenever you're showering, you don't want to breathe it. You don't want it damaging your skin, feeling like you just got out of a pool, dry skin, dry hair. So I like to say, if you don't have a filter, you are the filter is mm-hmm. kind of the goal there. Ooh. But like the municipalities are doing as good as they can. So they put chlorine in it to treat it. Mm-hmm. But if you're on well water, you're pulling from the ground. So there's no chlorine. So I like to suggest it's called a dechlorinator. Mm-hmm. So it uses carbon media and it takes out the chlorine, but it also can take out some sediment and, you know, volatile organic compounds that are also in the water. So carbon is a good, like, it's like the best water treatment. Right. Like that's what a Brita pitcher is. It's just a carbon filter. That's what a refrigerator mm-hmm. filter is. It's just a carbon filter. It takes out taste, odor, chlorine, and then other stuff. But if it gets too saturated, then it releases all those things back into the water. Mm. So you have to be really educated. Like when your fridge filter says to change it, please do not ignore Brent it. Because you're going to double the amount of containers before. I know because you know it'll, it'll filter so and start like, yelling at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, please do not mm-hmm. sue me because you will be sick. Yeah. What do you um, think about the shower heads on TikTok? You know, that they, yeah, no, I lo- that they, love they're it. all like being promoted by the beauty experts. Like, obviously I love yeah. watching all of that stuff. What is in those? Like what are in, do um, you think chlorine. It's- Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's carbon okay. that's taking Just out carbon. the chlorine. Okay. So that's the goal for them. You couldn't do a water softener. So my top 
top three SKUs to answer is a, a dechlorinator, uh-huh. a water softener to take out the hardness. So like I said, chlorine kills the bacteria on your skin and your microbiome, and then hardness fills it up like drywall mud. Uh-huh. So that's whenever you're getting like, like whenever you do treatments to like take all the scum and build up off your hair, that's kind of where hardness minerals are. So lots of beauty experts know about that. And they're really aware of how damaging it is, especially when those two are combined. So the only way you can soften your water is through ion exchange where it replaces a hardness molecule attached to the H2O molecule and it replaces it with sodium. So that's how you get soft water Mm -hmm. is through a sodium. It's an ion exchange process. Salt softener. Um, So softener is great. And then a drinking water system. So reverse osmosis. We do the K5 because it gives two auxiliary filters. So I have reverse osmosis membrane and then I can add minerals back in that are bioabsorbent. And then I could add an extra VOC filter or a Perfecta virus filter or something like that. I'm literally mind blown. Do you just do those (laughs) ROs under the counter or are there whole house ROs? So is it, is it all built out in, into like the, I'm trying to think, because a lot of this stuff is big. So you have to have the space or you have to be creative with the space. Mm-hmm. How are you yeah, guys? So there's, point of use. there's point of use, which would be right at your kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. It can go right underneath your kitchen sink, right to the faucet, or you can have point of entry where it goes at the main line. Oh. So we do the water softeners and the chlorinators on the whole home. Mm-hmm. But like I said, a reverse osmosis is 10,000 times more pure. So if you don't want anything, you want to drink your bath water, you want to open your mouth in the shower, mm-hmm. you want to swallow the you know stuff that you're brushing your teeth with, you can totally have a whole house RO. That is the best of the best. That's the top of the line, as good as it's going to get. Do I think it's required? No. Do I think it's amazing? Yes. If you can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's not, you know, budget-wise, right. is it going to make that big of a difference unless you have is it your big? super is the, immune compromise? Is the whole house one big? Is it pretty oh, big? Yeah. yeah. So we like to test out all the products. So we're a water treatment brokerage company, basically. So we'll bring products in-house and I'll test it in my own home for over a year before it even reaches my clients. Yeah. So I'm testing out like two different water heaters right now and then a laundry system I absolutely love. And so like there's all these things that we're like deciding between the industry and we do really like in-house testing, talk to the manufacturers, have a meeting with a new manufacturer to make our own RO because I think there could be some improvement. You know, like there's always things that are moving. That's amazing. That's amazing. She's so smart. I I think you're great. I, there's a lot of things that I've learned in this and even owning a plumbing company, right? Because like you said, we don't do this all the time. But one thing I have been convinced that we are on rural water and I know that we're Mm -hmm. close to like the main point or whatever. And we're a new, a new build and Mm -hmm. we will take clothes out of the, I do not buy bleach. I, like we don't yeah. own bleach and I'll take clothes mm-hmm. out of the washing machine sometimes and they'll have like bleach spots on them. And I'm like convinced what? that it's the water. Chlorine. It's yeah, the chlorine in the water. Yeah. And think but about your ingesting that. In and now I'm drinking it. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm not because I only drink Coke. <laughs> <laughs> She's fueled by Coke. You'll both, you'll both uh, slowly die. Yeah. 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 We'll just die in different ways. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like I need to have an offline conversation I with know. you. So you tell me what I need to put on this house because yeah. I think, you know, like we've already noticed our water's very hard and it's like yeah. scaling up. And but well, and you, you want to plan it out now because a lot of this equipment is really big. Even salt softeners that we, it, they're big. 
Yeah. So you would, you need to make sure you have whatever you decide. You can pre-plan that space in the garage and probably put a closet. Make mm-hmm. sure your water heater yeah. closet is big. And I mean, big. I have systems that are my knee down and it's the world's most efficient water softener. Mm-hmm. So we can work on different limitations of sizing and spacing. You can install them almost anywhere depending on your weather and your plumbing and where your main line comes in. So it's really nice to have a water treatment professional actually come out to your home and assess the plumbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Test the water and then see what your exact needs I are. I love this. I love this about you right now, though, because I feel like, you know, Leslie and I have gotten a lot of feedback on the podcast since we started it about how we're only showcasing. Are we detouring right now? We're detouring. Okay. We only talk to the women who are in the office or we only talk to the women that, and I just feel like that's such, that's so not motivating to say something like that to another woman that's not supportive. But I do think it's like, it doesn't matter what position you're actually in. There are a lot of women who are freaking learning the damn trade. And literally the way that you're speaking right now, like, you know, this, I did not want to, this shouldn't be a sales podcast, but girls are going to sell me something right now because I believe everything that you're saying to me, you know, your product, you know, your stuff. And you, I, I believe fully that if you wanted to go out and install it, you can also do that as well. And so I just, I think that as, some again, some of the feedback we've gotten is like kind of devaluing some of the people that we've gotten to talk to by or shortcutting them and not understanding that what they are talking about. Yeah, maybe they know the operational side, but they're really spending the time like you have spent the time, you know what you're talking about. And I think right. that's incredible for you. Right. So I think you're always going to need to have the education educated person who's answering the phone and talking to a client. I mean, as a woman in the trades in order to succeed, you don't have to be the one physically doing the work. Mm -hmm. Support staff is just as important as a technician, but obviously we would be nothing without technicians. Mm -hmm. So as women technicians, I totally empower you. Mm -hmm. But I know personally for me, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe walking into a home alone. I had to step out of that role as sales because I was like, I don't feel safe in this environment mm-hmm. or like just the point where like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be alone in a home crap, you know, in a crawl space and not have cell service. Right. So there's just limitations in which I expect for myself and I want to put myself in a safe environment, but that doesn't mean I can't learn how to install right. a water softener. Mm-hmm. And I do all the training for technicians. So their first 90 days, I'm their onboarding manager. So I walk them through it. I go on the job site you know, I hold their plumbing for them. I can put all the tubing in. I can, you know, turn the bypass, mm-hmm. whatever you need me to do. But in order to be successful in the trades, you don't have to be the person physically touching it, you know, physically doing mm-hmm. it every single day. But you do have to have respect and hunger to learn that. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you can maximize their time as well as yours and improve your client's experience. And so. be their support staff that they can call. I've got some women in my office that every once in a while, I have to be like, FYI, they really helped you through that, but they are not tech support, but girl almost got you through it, you know, and I'm just like, she's learned that just by learning, you know, and so just don't discount the people. We, there's a place for all of us, I think. And I, and I, I just love that you can speak so well to everything about your business. One of the things that we talked about with you previously is your culture and how passionate you are about your culture. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I would love to. I could cry, honestly. I might cry. Uh, we made our last guest cry to too, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But uh, one thing that I love is like, obviously my dad started it 18 years ago with my mom. They both quit their jobs. They started no money, no employees, no office out of his dad's company. His dad started it. So like we have humble roots. We had to learn. We had to grind. You know, I didn't go on a family vacation until I was in high school. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's just been cool to watch my dad create something and just see that baby that he put so much time in. And like, he's very meticulous, very OCD. So the way that the truck is organized was built by him. The way that our checklist on installs was built by him. The way that we talk to a client, the way that we do certain plumbings, the products that we use. So he built a really strong foundation. And I feel like that can get miscommunicated sometimes with like, you know, the person who built the company feels like they don't have to justify themselves Mm -hmm. to the rest of the staff. But when staff don't understand the reasons why you do something, they can't buy in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So everything is huge. The way we could communicate with our external clients should be the same way that we communicate with our internal clients, AKA our coworkers. Mm -hmm. So my dad's always been loving. He'll donate money. He'll give them cars. He'll pay, you know, he'll like pay for stuff and never talk about it. I mean, obviously like we donate a lot of money to different organizations that have Christian affiliations and in the community and stuff, but he never mentions that or giveaway systems for people in need, but he doesn't bring that kind of stuff up. And I was like, there's obviously a humility that comes with that. That's so beautiful, but your team wants to take Mm -hmm. that journey with you. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So I was like, you can't hold it in. I feel like a lot of times you'll see owners and bosses and builders, creators, CEOs who hold it in. And you see that the most successful companies are the ones who have vulnerable leaders mm-hmm. who are like, Hey, like my dad always asks everybody questions. Like, he's like, Hey, do you think this is the best thing to do? Okay. I tested it like this. I got this result. Do you agree? Or like, I think this is the best way to do it. This is my map. I wrote out for this install. Are there any other fittings or anything I'm missing? He's always asking the staff, their opinions and their questions. And that's something that just like, literally struck me like who's vulnerable enough or who's humble enough to come to like the people that they work with every day and get advice. Mm -hmm. And like, that takes more time that takes, you know, that makes every project that you do really stretched out, but then we get the best project possible. You know what I'm saying? So he has a super open mind in adding new stuff. And that's why we've been able to be so successful because my brother will have fun, crazy ideas of, okay, let's try this new CRM that's up up and coming and top of the market. And then they're like, he's like, no, that's scary. I like my, you know, Comfort, yeah. I like my Excel sheets and my this. And it's like, no, let's try it and then do it. And it's like, he's like, hey, let's try this new software. Let's automate this. Let's use AI. Let's use this. And so he's like, okay, give me three reasons, then we'll do it. So he's always been someone who's like molded and shaped. And so that's what I want to continue to bring top down. And that's what I want to create all the way through the company. So I like, everyone likes that they have a boss who will get in the trenches with them. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to create as managers that we continue to like be in the trenches with our people. So that way when I'm training a technician on an install and he goes out for the first time on his own, I want to be on the truck with him. So then that way I can hold the tubing. I get in the spider webs. We beat the snake out of the crossface together and we make memories together. Right. So it's kind of like the people who you're in battle with are the people that you respect. And if you're not present, then people can't build those relationships. So I would say like when culture took a turning point was like probably like two years ago, we were losing a bunch of people mm-hmm. because our expectations of like productivity and efficiency. Like we are really focusing on that because we want to be the best in the industry. That's just always been my dad's competitive. He played football. We Mm want to hit people, take names, do the best we can. Like that's our vibe. But we didn't have any training set up for them to succeed in order to be efficient. We Mm. just talked about the efficiency. So I saw some people leaving and people don't leave jobs. Okay. They leave leaders. Mm -hmm. There are people who will take pay cuts to go work with people that they enjoy. So then I took that super personally. We take a lot of, you know, if someone leaves, we do take that personally because it is a personal cut. 
So we've had people who've stayed for less money because they just love the work environment. So I was like, okay, how can I make that replicatable across all employees? And how can we increase communication, increase training and all that stuff? So my dad's always been amazing about educating the guys. And once he sees a problem, he brings it up so it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we just intensified meetings. So we do Monday, Wednesday, Friday training meetings, and we sit together. We all brainstorm. We have theme training meetings. We have different speakers, different content. It's not that hard to do. I mean, you could literally just pop up a photo of a recall or a go back that you have, and then you start that conversation and you let Mm -hmm. the text just teach each other. So then we have a team building concept of like, Hey guys, we're always going to be training. We're always going to be learning. We're always going to be growing. I don't want you to be the same technician that you walked into a Mm -hmm. client's house with next year. I want you to offer them something new. I never want you to be the same. I always want you to be better. So, And I want you to expect that from me too. Most businesses online presence is boring. And by being boring, they're losing out on potential sales and customers. Being interesting and exciting is what draws customers in and gets them to buy from you. But it's hard to be interesting online when you're focused on running your business and taking care of your customers. It doesn't have to be this way. We have the key to unlocking the solution to your problem. Key Hard Marketing can help take your business from boring to brilliant on social media. We can vouch for them. They run our podcast socials. If you want to have a strong social media presence that allows customers to know, like, and trust you, connect with Key Heart Marketing at keyheartmarketing.com. Being a power woman of the trades requires powerful business branding. With KickCharge Creative, you can make sure your home service business is branded, not blanded. The proof is in our podcast logo. They created it. Now more than ever, having consistent branding that sends a clear message is essential to helping you stand out. To get started on carving out your company's unique identity, contact the KickCharge Creative's branding experts online at kickcharge.com or call 908 835-9000 today. I love this. So, you know, I think culture gets a good rap and a bad rap because what happens is, is a lot of people, I believe, like you said, that a culture is, a, it makes a break, can make a break the company. But, you know, oh, yeah. sometimes I think where it gets bad rap is sometimes people are like, everything gets blamed on culture. And I think sometimes it's sometimes you can't sometimes it was just a bad hire or sometimes it was a bad whatever. But I think that what's great here is like building a culture sounds awesome. And that's what I need to do. And there's probably someone listening that's going to be like, I've got to go build a great culture. And yes, ma'am, you do. You need to go right now. If you have not built a great culture in your company, you do because people want to work and be a part of something that they... I always say our team spends more time with us than they do their family. Mm -hmm. And so they want to be a part of something that's great. But there do come some challenges with building a culture. Because like you said, there are things that when you have expectations, uh, maybe people are like, well, I didn't I didn't want to do it that way. Or you're making all these changes or you're doing this. But one of our core values is be willing to change. And because you have to be willing to change to be willing to grow, you know, and so creating that culture, if you haven't done that yet is so rewarding, but it can be hard. And you have to decide what the word culture means to you and Mm -hmm. how you're going to get it because Mm -hmm. it is not the same for everyone. Yes. And I would say like culture is obviously a big, scary word. And when people hear that, they just kind of shut off. Mm -hmm. But my thing is your culture is who 
probably your owner, your dreamer, like the guy in charge is, but culture is also everyone else. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously my dad and I compliment each other super well, but to me, culture is the best person in your business. That's your glass ceiling. Okay. So if my dad was the same person he was 18 years ago, he learned nothing new. Our company could never grow Mm -hmm. because he's the best. So culture starts with you. It starts with, do you educate yourself? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to, you know, are you growing? Are you educating yourself? Like, are you reading different studies? Like, what do you know? Because Mm -hmm. if you're the person who knows the most in the company and you stop learning, your company will too. Mm -hmm. So it all starts with you being the culture. So you have to be like your best self and decide like what works there. And that bleeds over. Like you're just contagious in the way that like, Like, obviously I'm not like a, you can do whatever you want kind of person. Like I care, I show up, I keep my word. I support my staff. I understand that I'm support staff and I want to do everything to make your job easier. There's a quote that I was reading. It's, um, who is it from? But it says, we do not live for like, what do we live for? If it's not to make life less difficult for those around you. And that is just like, that hit me. And I was like, our, literally our job, this is how I describe it to my employees or people that I'm hiring or whatever. But my job is to make your job easier and your job is to make my job easier. Yeah. So we're a relay race. Like I have a baton and if I don't hand it off perfectly to you in the way that I wrote the notes on the job summary and the way that I took the pictures and the way that I talked to the client, the way that I talked about the cost or the price or gave them a range. If I didn't hand that baton perfectly to you, you're probably going to trip and fall mm-hmm. and we're going to lose that race. So that's the visual I like to give them, hand the baton off to me good. And we're a team. We're not a family. So we are not a family here. I do not stuck with you. I can draft you. I can drop you. I can recruit you. I can. Except you, you have a lot of family there. So some of your family, you can't True. do that with. <laughs> but, I mean, we have fired family members before. Oh, man. I mean, literally that's always a good time. Friend. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. Like my best friend is my, I'm her maid of honor in her wedding next year. And I literally had to let her brother go the other day. So it's not a personal. Yeah. I'm like, it's not a personal thing. Like you're an athlete, you're a part of a team and this is how we expect you to perform. And these are what I want you to hit. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, like I will have to say goodbye to you. So those expectations are already laid out. I'm like, I need you to communicate. I need you to be educated. I need you to take notes. I need you to respond to the quizzes. I need you like I have expectations for you. Like I'm not a pushover, but when you meet my expectations, even before that, I still care about you as a person, Right, right. but you have to meet my expectations. Like I say, it's a marriage. You have to love me as much as I love you. And you have to give as much as I give or else we're going to be unhealthy. We're going to be toxic. We're going to be, you know what I'm saying? So I've let people go. I've within six hours, I've let people go. You know, after three days, I let people go literally in an interview. Um, I was like, Hey, no, you wouldn't be a fit. Like, I don't like that answer. Phone interviews. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem like he, I was like, what are your career goals? He was like to retire and sit on the couch. I said, perfect. You would not work out here, but thank you. Bye. You know, so it's just that conversation of like, I have clear expectations for who I want. And those are the only people I'm worried about. Right. But I also, I also sent that guy's resume to someone else. And like, I've had guys come before for a job shadow day and he wanted to be a mechanic more than he liked the job that he saw that day. I, you know, gave him to a friend who's, who owns a mechanic company and he's, Mm -hmm. he works there now. So I care about people, but I want you to love me as, and that you have to find the right fit. I agree Mm -hmm. with what you're saying on that. So you can't, you can't try and make everyone work. And yeah, ever, not everyone's going to work. Not everyone's the right fit. And that's one thing that when you say people quit bosses and not companies, I agree with that 90%. But I also agree that people quit because it wasn't a right fit. And that's okay, too. 
whether it wasn't the right career or it wasn't the right culture or it wasn't the right environment. And so while I, I think people say that a lot, and I totally agree to a certain degree, right? But we're yeah. all subject to change, you know, and we're all mm-hmm. subject to change. And sometimes it doesn't, it's not the same. So what tips do you have for someone who is looking to create a culture, a winning culture in their team? Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts with you. So do you show up when you expect your employees to show up? Do you dress how you expect them to dress? Do you take notes like you expect them to take notes? Like who is going to lead this culture initiative in your company? Mm -hmm. It's got to be at least one person and they got to be contagious enough to let it spread. So it needs to be someone who's a teacher, a coacher. Like when I walk around, when we implemented Slack, like an internal messaging system, they came out to me with printed papers. I said, awesome, Slack me. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. wait to get that Slack, like send it to me in Slack. But I didn't say it in a negative way. Right. I wasn't condescending, but I was like, no, no, Slack it to me. No, That's so that funny that Slack you're it. using that as an example because about six weeks ago, we changed to very process call by call management. And with that yeah. came Slack. And we had been using Boxer. I mean, since the beginning of our business, and we had to get all of our team over to Slack. And you would have thought, the world was ending. And it was just so funny. And I was like, are we going to get through this as a company getting everyone on Slack? It was such a thing. But now, I mean, everybody's on Slack and they love it. But it's just it's funny. It's funny the changes that are like they would ask me and I'm like, did you put that on Slack? Did you put it on Mm -hmm. Slack? Yeah. Yeah. And like being that top of mind reminder, like, like you what you talk about, like you have to tell a coworker something seven times in order for them to think that you deem it as important. Okay. So if they don't hear it from you seven times, they don't think you care about it. So that's kind of that repetition thing. Like always say say what you expect. Yeah. Like don't have expectations that you don't communicate. If I communicate my expectations with you more than seven times, like we're, we're having an issue. Like we're sitting down after the third time we're having a coaching session, Mm -hmm. but like just making sure that when you speak, you're speaking to be heard and you're like, Hey, just, you know, this is really important to me. Like we have a new hire right now and she hasn't been taking notes when we do our morning classes. I'm like, Hey, you're kind of hurting my feelings by not taking notes. You have a notebook in front of you. Like, is there a reason that you're not doing that? So just asking those questions is like, you know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. can reveal to them what I expect from you. And then what the, you know what I'm saying? How can people reach the goals that you, you've set for them? Everyone wants to win. Yeah. Everyone wants to win. Yeah. You have to teach them how to win. Yeah. So gamification is something that we love to like do here. That. So we have competitions with the technicians. We talk about their efficiency. We talk about their sold estimates. We talk about who sold the most upgrades and filters who, you know, has the least amount of go back. So everything here is a game because we are athletes and we are a team and we have goals and we've reached them. We had a record breaking month last month. I got them all new water bottles so they could have on site because I hate it when they bring bottled water to the job site. Man. So is that like a hydro flask? Oh, they're so nice. They're metal. It's huge. It's not really a hydro flask for this stainless steel. Wow. So That's like a weapon. It is a weapon. I need to know where you ordered those. Cassie but, has a water okay. bottle problem. She makes fun of me, but I carry this isn't a Stanley. This is simple modern. But and I like these better. But I have Isn't Simple issue. Modern out of Oklahoma? They are. That's yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But actually Oklahoma City here. But I just okay. recently learned that. But anyways, I'm I'm a water girl. But if I don't have that cup, then I won't drink any water. So that's it's, I have yeah. to have it. It's you a thing. Have to have that's it a thing. You. you just need to get your RO going. Awesome. Yeah. Well, 
as we start to wrap up here, what is next for you? What is your future? What's your goals inside of the company, outside the company? What's next for you? Yeah. I mean, the goal is always to work yourself out of a job, right? Mm -hmm. I want a company that is hungry to come here every day. All my trainees and like their first 90 days come back smiling. They're like, I don't even feel like I work. Kind of had like a sit down with my dad and I was like, Hey, if we don't change lives, like I don't really want to be in business. It was kind of our conversation. So I want whether the people who stay here forever or whether they're only here for a year and they move out of state or they go take a different job, I want them to always look back on AquaClear and be like, my interaction with them changed my life, like made me a better husband, made me a better friend, made me a better wife, made me a better, Mm -hmm. you know, I want like our logo is changing water, changing lives. And like, I want to continue to do that in our community, continue to do that internally and externally. Like the reputation that we've created has been so beautiful to watch and it literally like it tears me up, you know, just yeah. to think about how much we are a team and coming together. And like, I just want you to walk into our office. Like we have job shadows all the time and people will be like, the vibe here is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't want it to be a job. I don't want, you know, I was you obviously can't, like to. Yeah. And you can't fake the vibe. You cannot fake yeah, the vibe. No, definitely not. Well, yeah. you can't and, and like people, they see that really quickly. And you have to be what you say you are. And I love to talk about being a great place to work. But if that's not actually true, someone's going to out me, right? And so that I only say what I believe. And I believe we're an amazing place to work because of our amazing team, but because of the amazing culture that we've created too. Yeah, exactly. And like, are you a part of that? Or did someone else create that? You know what I'm saying? Like having that real conversation and always staying in touch with your coworkers. Like, hey, like you know, do you feel like we're doing this well? Is there anything I can do to help you? Like always asking that question before you leave, always ask it in the meetings because my team is hardworking. They're not going to take a second to come to my office. They'll think they're going to bother me. And they'll be like, I don't want to ask you to help me with this. But if I go to them, I'm like, Hey, how could I help you? How can I make your life easier? Or if I see something, I say something I'm like, Hey, do you want me to make a report for you? So you don't have to go job by job. And they're like, yes. Yeah. So just like, if I'm not helping you, I'm not do anything. But obviously the goal is to work myself out of a job and just do the things that I like in the day to day rather than the things that I feel like I should be focusing on now. So I do what I love. So I'm happy. That's amazing. Probably stay at home mom on a ranch with some cattle and uh, a garden. I love (laughs) that. Ballerina farm. Does anyone follow them? Ballerina farms. No, I follow so many farms on TikTok right now though, because that's my life right now. I can't believe you're not following them. Look at that. I, that's my life right now. We have cattle and goats and donkeys and an alpaca and anyways, but Well, Lydia, I am so thankful for you coming on today to share your insights and experiences. And I think you really have like proven that culture is not just a buzzword that Mm -hmm. everyone is saying. It's actually work that you have to do every single day. And I, we appreciate you helping share that. And hopefully that's something that someone can take today and implement into their own business. Yeah, I love it. I think what you were saying, you said at the beginning, this is our ministry and just talking to you throughout this episode, it definitely is your ministry. Your ministry is wherever you are and wherever you want it to be. And I just really admire that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I I would love to, I would love to say a little last note of like for people who are working Mm -hmm. or owners that like, don't feel like you have to keep certain employees. Like a lot of times people will be like, I can't lose them. I can't lose them. Mm-hmm. But culture includes everyone in your company. Mm-hmm. And one turd in the picture can make the whole thing go bad. Oh, so let's, really, let's get yeah. that on a t-shirt. <laughs> 
that's true that's though. so true and there's people that that people hold on to and it can go quick Mm-hmm. It can go that one person can change the dynamic of the team like, oh, like that. that. It's crazy. Yeah. Very quickly. And I would just say, like, out of the 18 years, I asked my dad this the other day as a joke. I was like, hey, who's that employee that we really, really miss since they left AquaClear? And he was thinking for a really long time. And he was thinking, he was like, I don't know. He was like, I think it was blank. And I was like, was it anyone else? Like anyone else that you can think of? And there's only one person out of our 18 years of employees that we even miss. Mm -hmm. So just, just remember that, like, you will feel so much more at peace. Like now my team comes to me. If a new hire, they're like, Hey, they don't really help out super well. I don't think they'll fit here. So my team guards my reputation and my culture because I instilled that in them. And I showed them how important that was Mm -hmm. to weed that out. So like, once you do the building, the team will handle it for you Mm -hmm. because they're like, they want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of it. And they want to, they know the passion and they feel, they feel connected. And like, We've said so many times people want to be connected to something and be a part of something. And if it's and uh, their job should be that because, again, they're spending more time with you, us, each other than their families most of the time. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I tell them. I'm like, like I said, this is a marriage and we're a team. Mm -hmm. So you have to love me and you have to love being here. And if you don't, how can I change that? And if it's not, then it's just not going to work out. So I just wanted to give them a little encouragement. If you feel like you can't lose that guy because he's been here for 18 years and he knows the most, but he's souring everything. You can, you can. Someone else will step up. Yep. Yeah. We've only ever grown. So we've continued to grow and we've let people go who had plenty of experience. All we do is win. All we do is win. Insert song. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lydia. We'll be sure to stay in touch with you and I can't wait to see you continue to win. Hopefully we'll get a meet in person. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope so. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Ask any contractor. Tracking KPIs like close rate and ticket size has always been a challenge. Improving KPIs is even harder. But contractors on Service Titan tell a different story. This is Dale Jackson of Jackson Services. Service Titan gives me the metrics to know the performance of every individual in my company. That kind of information is invaluable to me. Get the full story of your business with powerful data-driven insights from Service Titan. Schedule a software demo today at servicetitan.com. That's servicetitan.com. This has been Power Women of the Trades. Like what you hear so far? Leave us a review at Apple. And make sure to listen to our other episodes wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.